This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Entitled Dudes, okay. uh, we have new merch. So yes. I feel like we should shout that out. Mm-hmm. Um, Cassie, this was your idea to put this on uh, on merch and actually just brilliant. Yeah, I love it. I love, I love <laughs> capitalizing on the douchebaggery. It's, it's wonderful. I love it. It might be one of my favorite pieces of merch <laughs> that I've ever created. It's, uh, yeah, I'm getting a feels, shirt. I'm getting oh, a yeah. shirt for sure. So uh, I want to wear a shirt like the next time we do a live event. Like oh, just please, a one, yes. our one, one star. star. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, we <laughs> did get a one star review. We actually got another one star review from yes. another very oh. angry gentleman um, this because last week. And uh, apparently he did not see that explicit rating. And, and we're shrill. If oh, you didn't shrill. know, we're just... The vocal fry on this podcast. But no, uh, we got a one star review where he called us superficial and said that it was junk food for the brain. And yes. we were like, well, it's actually, I mean, I mean yeah, this is no, a tagline. This is an NPR. So <laughs> it's actually a uh, very, very accurate. And uh, I love junk food. I think this is Same. that. I mean, there's plenty of people who like junk food. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so we'll take it. So if you're interested in seeing that new design, you can head over to our merch shop on our website, myworstatepodcast.com to check that out. Oh, <laughs> but I'm so excited. Yeah. It actually, it, it looks great too. Yeah. I, I might get the new phone, phone case. Yeah. Dr. TJ Fossil has really... He's going to be mad that he's not able to capitalize. <laughs> I know. Further. He's going to sue gonna us. New, for a, we're going to get a new review. For a percentage, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So listen, I saw this tweet a while back and it has lived rent free in my brain ever since. I think I think about it every day. And it is, and I thought about it today because I, I took a shower. I got out of the shower Uh, And then immediately was like, um, I need to make coffee. So I got out of the shower, dried off, and then just walked into my kitchen to turn on the Keurig machine. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of this tweet, which was that you either have a naked window neighbor Mm. or you are the naked (gasps) window neighbor. Uh, I'm the naked window neighbor. I am the naked window neighbor. Like I walk around naked in my apartment and it has occurred to me on more than one occasion that I'm like... And in the beginning, in my new apartment, you guys know there's this big window Mm -hmm. behind my dining room, (laughs) like a dining table and chairs. And I convinced myself for whatever reason for a while that like nobody can see nobody can see me through Mm -hmm. that window. Mm -hmm. But then when I'm like walking like home or whatever Uh and I look up and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You can see everything in that window. (laughs) And um, but it's second floor. I've definitely been walking around naked in that area. Uh like on the weekend sure. just like i'm getting ready i don't know what i'm gonna wear yet maybe yeah. i have like a thong on but that's it just yeah. moulin rouging it in my own house yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it just made me think that i'm like i wonder how many people how many of my neighbors have seen me naked at yeah. this point <laughs> they're just like they just call it the naked apartment yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, i've gone out on my back patio <sighs> in the new naked, well, naked. 
Now, I was going to say that's probably safe, but then you have those neighbors that could have that window from the yeah. upstairs that could write in on yeah. you. They're probably yeah. like, God damn it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. These people again. Yep. I used to. Okay. So I am kind of anti naked walking around the house, but that's probably because I've always had people in my home mm-hmm. until it was just Chris and I. Mm-hmm. And I was free balling oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yes. Now Dylan lives with us again, and we're I am no longer free balling. No. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, no. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm sure he appreciates that. Got myself a robe. Yeah, wrapped oh. it up. I mean, the thing is, I own robes. I own yeah. multiple robes, but and I'm just. The but there's no one else home, yeah. so I'm just like, ah, why the freedom? The freedom, like the you know, freedom. why why do you need to put clothes on? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I should not stand directly in front of a window. No, like, I, I love the the lies that you tell yourself too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, no, that's just what like no one can see me. This is fine. <laughs> this is my apartment. It's Nobody like, can it's see. It's like those little kids apartment. when they play peekaboo and they put their yep. their hands over their face. I can't to hide. see you. You yeah. can't see me situation yeah. a whole yeah. ostrich in the sand situation over here like, i can't oh see gosh. you so you can't see me what else is going on this week oh, i mean i have to bring this up because i we last night uh keegan and i played darts at our friend's house and we were talking about keanu reeves mm-hmm. and his well, girlfriend, because I looked it up and apparently they did not get married yet. Oh, it but was I on think... the cover of some magazine in, oh. in the checkout aisle that said that they had got married. And she oh. looked like she was in a wedding dress, okay, but maybe. maybe but maybe not. I didn't find anything about it online, but that doesn't mean anything here nor there. The big mm-hmm. picture of this is that people are making such a big fucking deal about her being like his a, age, age quote, appropriate. unquote, <laughs> age appropriate. Which is his age. I don't understand I why we're saying age appropriate. Like it's his exact age yeah yeah and also like it's like it's so shocking to think that somebody would want to be with somebody who is of the same generation as them like i honestly chris and i talk about this all the time i'm like i could not date somebody younger than me i feel like as much as i have friends who are younger than me and i feel like we have so much in common it's such a rarity to find and when you're with a partner you want to be able to have like those inside jokes like same references exactly yeah to talk about I just, it always reminds me of um, Best in Show when it's just like, we love soup. We could talk or not talk for hours. Hours. And you're just like, what do you talk about with somebody that, I mean, that you don't share? I mean, I guess, I I guess it's not unheard of to, I mean, you know, you and Tony have a a separation of years, but you have Mm -hmm. so much in common. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. First of all, I just want to go on record and say, She's 47. He's 56. Okay, come so on. So he's... Come <laughs> she's on. still considerably younger than him. Yes. So, uh, okay. Um, oh, first first things first. She's not even... The, I thought they were the same age. They're not. There's still an That's age like gap there. Nine years. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a big difference. Um, and yeah, because Anthony and I, it's an 11-year age gap. Yeah. Um, here's what I'll say. I, in my opinion... It, whatever works for you works for you totally. right like mm-hmm. my grandparents uh, my grandpa and my step-grandmother have been married for tw- they got married in 1997 so they've been married for over 20 years now yeah, 24 years and there is a 23 year age gap oh. between the two of them he's about to turn 80 he'll turn 80 this year um so and for for them that works it works really well i yeah. uh, he's happier than he's ever been they work very very well together they're very and, compatible. and they're very compatible and like that can happen mm-hmm. yeah. um and I, I understand that and it, a lot of times yeah age is just a number sure. you're as young as you feel etc cetera, etc cetera. so all of that on the table but 
What I will say is this weird fixation, fascination, That's especially right. within Hollywood, with older men needing to date women who are... 30 years younger than them. And oftentimes when we say that, it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio's who are like pushing 50 dating like, come on. 19 year olds. Right. Right. Like, and again, not saying that it couldn't work. Right. <laughs> not right. saying that there's not a massively mature 19 year old sure. out there. But whenever it is a consistent pattern of that is the only type of person you are seeking, like the Scott Disicks who are constantly just going right. younger and younger and younger. Like right now, I think he's dating Lisa Renna's daughter, who's like 19. Oh my God. Right. No. Like Come whenever, She's whenever. Like a child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and when it's a pattern like that, where it's like, right. that's the only type of person just, you're it's seeking. Just Hollywood in general, I think doesn't know how to deal with a 40 year old. That's right. Woman. <laughs> that's <laughs> where my point is. They yeah, don't. Right? They're like, we can cast you as a grandma. I think, you know, right. like they, they just like, there's no there's like an idea that you can't be sexy after a certain age yeah and i remember um it was julie louis dreyfus and a few other women did Patricia that Arquette. that's right yes that did that kind of like kind of semi-funny video where they're like put out to pasture basically mm-hmm. but it's like these are women who are viable beautiful hot hot, hot. yeah yeah i'm sorry julie louis, louis dreyfus is absolutely is gorgeous. gorgeous so jillian anderson yeah, i they're think getting better with age now thank yes, you they're thank getting you. better with age. yes and i think that that option needs to be put on the table because I like I swear to God the second I turned 30 the things I started getting I got oh yes you guys will you you guys will find you'll find this funny um I got an audition uh, as a 30 year old I got an audition for an empty nester (gasps) I'm not kidding that's ridiculous because you look like you could still be in high high school school musical thank you so much honestly Uh, (laughs) Honestly, that's the most ridiculous but, thing I've ever heard in my life. That's how sure. it is. Like, I mean, I've been saying for years and I should just do it already that, you know, I should start an Instagram that is just ridiculous casting notices that women yeah. in particular <laughs> get because it is things like that. It's either like they don't know what to do with women who are kind of in the middle. They don't know what to do. I started getting um, empty nester. I'm, just, yes. I'm so shook. I'm so shook right now too. I don't even know what to do with that yeah. statement. Well, like, I, I mean, it makes sense if you put it can on Can I play the, your grandmother in this? <laughs> Jesus. It, it makes sense if you put it on like, you know, if you're following the things I've been getting for years, because I looked very young when I was 24, I would say like, I definitely still could have been playing high schoolers at 24 and I was getting um, mom like castings, which is fine. Like lots of people are moms at, at at 24, but I was like, Oh, okay. It's begun already that they like, they have to fit you into this particular place. Whereas this is what people lie about their age. Anthony is just now getting all of the dad stuff. Right. That's crazy like just just now, <laughs> you know, wow. Mr. Salt and Pepper himself. Yeah. Yes. So oh it, it's God. just there is this wild, wild double standard yeah. in in Hollywood that is just so bizarre. I mean, I remember them saying that they were going to cast somebody in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but oh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think uh-huh. they were, or somebody they were going to cast somebody, but they were like, she's too old. So they cast Margot Robbie instead, who was like. 15 years younger than Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Whoever it was, they were still younger than Leonardo DiCaprio. They just didn't have as big of a gap. (laughs) Wow. It's, it's, you know, um, Sally Field talks about it in her book. Um, about being cast as uh, Mary Todd's mom. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> okay, that too. But 
but Mary Todd (laughs) and she was like you know she's like I know that I'm older I know that but also I think Mary Todd was older older than than Lincoln than Lincoln himself yeah Yeah. and it was like so she really really had to fight for that role like she was like she's like went after it with such fervor like she was just intent on getting this role which was absolutely perfect and she was spectacular in that but it just says everything that we we think because mm-hmm. that casting could have easily gone to somebody who was probably too young to make it mm-hmm. reality, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, well, just... we've also talked about Julia Roberts being okay. cast as Harriet Tubman. Oh, oh. my God. Well, <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Am, Am I right? right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. This, this town is, is nuts. It's what something, what I will say about the, the, Keanu relationship I I mean apparently they've been dating for years yeah I think he is a king yeah king. Mm-hmm. I want him happy king. I love it I'm happy I love and it and she's beautiful by the way she's gorge and I I hope that they're they're happy and yeah. she can you know keep his bed warm until I meet him yeah right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be a good fuck Mary kill Keanu characters Oh, oh my god yes oh, we, got, god. we got we got neo yep we have <laughs> john wick that's right Ooh. that's the other one i was gonna say and then we also have bill and ted oh, oh shit. i mean the, shit. the three we're doing majors it. all right we're, we're doing, doing it we're doing the it three major keanu roles yes oh god okay all right well oh my god his puppy his oh. puppy and john, john wick, wick. Mm. he is hot in that movie He's- and that technically is his quote unquote oldest role, right? So yes. that's the most recent where he is the oldest. And I think he is very hot. Smoking hot. Smoking hot. Oh, yeah. um, okay. I will say I had a huge crush on Ted in yeah. Bill and Ted the first yes. time I saw it. I yes. was, I think, in middle school or early high school. And it was my yeah. first real, I think it was before I'd even seen The Matrix. It was my first real Keanu exposure sure. situation and then i think i saw point Bro- blank I was, and i was oh, like oh, i was gonna shit, say we should have done point break, break. oh lord oh, <laughs> oh my gosh shit. johnny utah <laughs> fuck oh no I think we, we have, have to. to we have to we have to because we have to do johnny utah we yeah do johnny utah okay. so it's gotta be john wick johnny utah and uh, neo. neo yeah it's yes. okay be. um that's, because that's look, more appropriate. I, I, it is more appropriate because like i love ted but, but yeah like you know we're all we're all we've all outgrown ted i oh, think well, it's the situation. No, i mean i would i was gonna fuck him <laughs> oh shit <laughs> he would be fun i'm going to kill neo yes oh, okay. oh, God, nobody yes. wants to date yeah. or fuck somebody with the savior okay. complex. no you no, know what i mean and oh, that lifestyle true. seems very it's, exhausting i'm it like seems like oh, a bummer when do you ever rest my god no. like no yeah. i i don't have the energy for that at all so i'm with you on that yeah and then <laughs> do it girl i'm gonna i'm gonna marry john wick yeah you know mm-hmm. he can protect you. Yeah, That's very true. And Johnny Utah is gonna fuck your brains out. That's, That's also so very true. He's gonna teach movie. you how to surf. Mm. Oh, oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> He's friends with uh, um, Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Swayze. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. For you guys, I don't so want to marry an FBI agent. Uh, <laughs> but I will definitely fuck him for sure. I'm gonna yeah. do the exact same thing. Yeah. Be, I mean, I think I'm gonna do the exact. Same thing. Yeah. Now, listen, um, I haven't seen John Wick. I should. I know I should. I haven't seen it, but I do imagine that that is also All of these are kind of exhausting lifestyle yeah. choices. Like, yeah. they're exhausting partner choices. Because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. this man is always going to be out. Mm-hmm. 
vigilanteing all over the city, right? right? Yeah. Like I sometimes I just want to stay home and watch a movie, but you have to go out and you know fight bad guys, yeah, constantly. Fine, fine. but he at um, least has a nice dog you can hang out with. Well, v- true. he did. Well, or oh, and he got a new one. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> no. alert. Well, he got a new one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a dog person. He's an yes. animal person. Yes, an animal lover. Yeah, we heart. love to see Great it. Great house. Yes, beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice cars. That's right. Yeah, no, I mean, he seems like, I feel like being married to John Wick is like, he has finally defeated all the bad guys. That's right. And he's ready to relax. He's red wine Keanu now. He, yes. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, whereas Johnny Utah is like Corona. Yes. Keanu, you know, Corona light yeah, on the you guys beach. Are, you guys are mixing it up for me because I was I was pretty set that I was going to marry Johnny Utah. I mean, he went to the Ohio State University. Oh. <laughs> played football for my team, you know. You know, I, I really do feel like I could go either way. I could marry. Yeah. I could marry Johnny Utah because he is fun and more and more laid back and like very California vibes. Yeah, you know he so. would fit. I feel like Johnny Utah would probably fit into the friend group better Super. than yes. John Wick. Would. Yeah, yeah, True. I agree. I, I agree. John Wick seems like he would have a little bit of social anxiety. He yeah. wouldn't like big groups like he's much. he's good if you get he's him in a, a quiet karaoke with us you got to get him in a quiet corner and yeah. he, he's good at like one-on-one conversations like i could if if he was your husband and christina i could have a really good one-on-one talk in a corner booth right. with john wick he's but not yeah very gregarious he's no he's not, not joining the, the mosh pit the party no no yeah. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think you've nailed it for me i think i'm gonna marry johnny utah man i, I actually i, I think that's a good idea i think it's a good it's, i think it's a good move for me you better, um you're gonna fuck john wick i am gonna fuck john wick Rao. and how yes. he is dead sexy sexier and he's angsty oh he's so upset mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh. I, I actually i think i'm gonna change my answer i think i'm gonna marry johnny utah as well and and fuck john wick for for that reason just because i'm just like I like it. I I like the moodiness, and I bet you it's really good in bed. But I don't want you yeah, staying I want him awake to go karaoke at night. with us. Yeah. I want us to have those beach fires with our friends, drinking Corona lights. I'm fine with yeah. that. See, I feel, and this is how narcissistic I am. I'm like, I could, I could fix it. I'll change it. Oh, I'll girl, change it. you ain't fixing that. <laughs> you ain't fixing that. No, there's something deep seated in there. <laughs> no, I'm like, I could do it. I could fix it. It ain't gonna be. No. Oh my God! Speaking of. Fix You by oh, no. Coldplay that just got in my head. Did you see Alex Rodriguez's like breakup no. Instagram post <laughs> to Jennifer Lopez? No. Oh, he made this little God, like tell me video everything. of like pictures of them together. Oh, weird. And in the, the soundtrack was Fix You Stop. by Coldplay. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I... That's so Baby embarrassing. Baby pterodactyl noise. That's how embarrassed I am. <laughs> oh. Dude, this is how you know that breakups fuck with your they brain. with everybody. In the worst way. Yes. Because like, what? Like yes. what? You're a During grown break, man. During our break, we have to look at we this. We have to watch it. Yes. My skin is crawling. I hate that. Oh <laughs> my God. Wow. I don't like well, that. Well, we broke the news when it looked like they might That's right. be getting back together. And we, well, we as a podcast, even we just though knew. We, we got the phone call. We were like, <laughs> just no. superficial. No, no. We we're like, don't not, do it. It's not, it's, it's not a not healthy relationship. Yes. So <laughs> you can count Maybe we on are us a- for <laughs> our insights. Maybe we are an advice <laughs> podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JLo listened and she was like, you know what? Yeah, they're, they're right. right. <laughs> like, 
Thank you for helping me see the light. Uh, Jayla, we got you, girl. We got you, girl. We got you, girl. Uh, well, we do have a new patron. Okay. Yes. So I want to give a big shout out to Natalie Marie for joining us. Same middle name. Hi, girl. Yes. Uh, for joining us on Patreon. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. She joined at a level two where you get that episode early. So mm-hmm. she can't. Ad free. Ad free. She can't wait. We got you, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every Tuesday for you. That's right. And this is My Worst State Podcast. I'm Christina. I'm Keegan. I'm Cassie. That almost sounded like a cut-in because, but right. I, be, but it wasn't this time because we actually remembered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, but right in good. under the wire. Yeah. Just barely made it. Uh, well, you guys want to take five and we'll come back with stories? Sounds yes. good. And we're back. So usually I would go first with stories this week because I have the tainted love story. Uh, but we're going to mix it up a little bit and Cassie is going to kick us off. Yeah, here we go. So this I got from Reddit and I I think it's freaking hilarious. <laughs> maybe, And you know, it's one of those things where Christina, sometimes you do this, you're like, maybe it's just me. I think it's fucking funny. All right. Okay. And then we have a lot to talk about here, ladies. Oh, oh dear. Okay. okay. So it was a hookup more than a quote unquote date. We had lots of friends in common and really disliked each other. But a lot of alcohol somehow made it seem like it would be a good idea to have sex and work out our issues Hate with sex. each other. Hate sex. Hate sex. It can, can be, be good. Hot. Yeah, it yeah. can be good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, th- there's definitely a method to the madness here, mm-hmm. right? Well, I feel like sometimes it can be hot because like you really don't care if that person how they likes you or how they're like like you can just like let free or like whatever you yeah. know what I mean yeah, right. yeah you're not worried about like yeah how you look or how you're coming across you're no like, we're really? this is we're, we know what we're doing here that's okay. right <laughs> we're getting our needs I met I hate you let's fuck this out yeah <laughs> He shared a house with some other guys and I had to wait in the hall for what seemed like forever while he, quote, prepared the room. I'm in a waiting room? Yes. No. Sex waiting room. Are there highlights magazines? Exactly. Precisely. These chairs aren't very comfortable. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Totally bad 70s porn candles everywhere. Literal red satin sheets. Pink, lampshades, etc. What? Whoa, whoa, where did it come from? Do you just have it in your closet? Just for hookups? Out. Like you have pink lampshades in your and closet. Satin sheets. And he lit a bunch of candles it's, to have hate sex? To have hate sex. Can I also say, it yeah, seems it's very, very romantic extra. hate sex. <laughs> and also, like, I feel like candles are overrated so in overrated. the bedroom. Yep. Like, I just, for me, I'm like, this feels like a fire hazard. Okay, uh, thank you. I was just going to say, <laughs> does it take your head out of it a little bit? A sometimes? little like, bit. Is, like, is this going to cut yeah, our we whole can't, place on fire? Yeah, we can't bang that headboard because no. now I'm worried that these candles are going to fall. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. We're going to catch this whole place on fire and it ain't be because our hot sex. It's I'm going to have to candles. run out of here naked, wrapped up in a satin sheet, <laughs> waiting for the firemen to get here. A like reset. <laughs> <laughs> and then the firemen arrive and they're hot and that's slippery satin she just slips right off okay different scenario all right (laughs) the quote action was about the same level as the decor was it was as smarmy and as staged as any sex that i'd ever started is there a hidden is there a hidden camera i feel like this is like the set of a porn movie that's right she's like i stepped into a porn yeah a 70s Mm. porn Mm -mm. and about five minutes into it his girlfriend knocked on the door (gasps) I did not know he had a girlfriend. Oh, no. He panicked completely for good reason. He jumped about 10 feet off of me, which just I think of Bridgerton when he just yeets off of her. (laughs) (laughs) 
and ran to the bedroom window and started shooing me out of it. <gasps> you got me fucked up. up. <laughs> I'm going out a window? Uh-uh. No. Bruh. You literally made your own satin sheet bed. You can lay in it, okay? Yes. This is... Satin sheet if Maybe if you hadn't taken 10 hours mm. for me to come in here in the first place, we would have been done already. Here's what I would do. Okay. I'd open the door and be like, hey, sis, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Your man's trash. And then <laughs> deuces. deuces. <laughs> right. Yeah. For whatever reason, though, I also jumped off the bed and went to, out the window and ended up in a bush naked no. with my car keys inside. I lived in the country and drunk driving wasn't yet something anyone who uh, anyone who paid attention to. So I sat there freezing. It was October in Canada. No, <gasps> man. No. No. Well, October uh, in Canada, naked in a bush. No, Stop no, no, it. No. Stop it. Oh my God. Well, the two of them started bonking. <gasps> Eventually, it got wait, too wait, cold. Wait. Well, I mean, okay, he had to, I guess that's where it had to go because how else is he going to yeah. explain why there candles are candles? Like, oh, I knew you were coming over. I'm, mm-hmm. I made the bed, and uh, pulled out the candles. Oh, no. Gross. And here's Wonky was in somebody else's jadge. Ew. Just seconds before. Oh, did you just call it his Wonky? Yeah. <laughs> God. he is Wonky. Oh, oh my no. God. Eventually it got too cold and I could see my keys on the dresser just to the side of the window. <gasps> so I started to ease the window open. <laughs> <laughs> he saw me. So he was taking great pains to make sure that she was facing away. I got my keys, <laughs> grabbed my undies, which were also on the dresser, and ran to the car. I'm, okay, wait, though. Hold on. Is this the most unobservant girlfriend of all time? Like, you don't notice another woman's panties, like, on right the there. dresser? And keys? He's like, close your eyes. <laughs> Come into the satin bedroom. You know what? He would have, like, a like a, a blindfold. blindfold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This type oh, of guy God. would. Ran to the car. I had some shorts in there and just threw a horse blanket around my shoulders and proceeded to drive home. I want to be drive like stop next to her at a stoplight and I just like tip my hat. Yeah, right. ma'am. Sis. Ma'am. The real what the fuck moment of the night was when I was sitting at a stop sign a few blocks away. <laughs> and Christina pulled up. A stop sign waiting for it to turn green. Oh no! <laughs> a cop pulled up behind me and asked what I was doing. And when I said I was waiting for it to turn green, he told me to drive slowly and waved me through the intersection. Wow! <laughs> God, needless no. to say, that guy and I never became friends. And he and his girlfriend broke up a few days later when she found the rest of my clothes of under his bed. Of course, I've been- he didn't even clean up, <laughs> sir. I'd been going back and forth about telling her we had a lot of the same mutual friends, but she found them before I came back to town. She and I did become friends a year or two later, and apparently the candles, lab shades, porn thing was restricted just for me. Or wasn't just restricted just for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got no i. Uh, I've got no idea what happened to him, but she's doing just fine. Oh, good. Oh, oh lord. Happy ending without that guy. <laughs> for Dude, fuck's sake, driving home. <laughs> <laughs> with a horse blanket on just sitting at the stop and sign. that cop like wh- what <laughs> oh my god waiting for that stop sign to turn green but like what I like so understand that and we've all been at the stop sign waiting for it to turn green before oh uh, haven't we no. oh my god <laughs> no boy no um okay 
Well, I got ours from a listener. She writes in, she says, hello, everyone. I finally binged all your podcasts and some unfortunate memories have been stirred up of embarrassing dates. We're sorry. It happens. No, perfect. This is what we're here for. (laughs) I thought of a story in which both I and my date have shame receipts. Amazing. Okay, here we go. This happened six years ago and I can't wait to put more distance between myself and the event. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I was the youngest employee at 18 and had just completed my first six months hosting at a local wine bar. Oh, when you're 18 and working in a Mm. restaurant, girl, this is trouble. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was making my rounds through the co-workers around my age. (laughs) What happens in a restaurant? That's right. After just breaking up with my high school girlfriend. By the way, I'm a pansexual female with she, they uh, pronouns. I'm also a Taurus, if you're curious. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Uh Good to know. Awesome. I I like Taurus, by the way. Taurus and Pisces get along real well. There you go. I set my sights on someone who was slightly above my age range. I thought maybe 24 or 25. Kyle picked up on my casual flirting. We've all had a Kyle. I know. Everyone's had a Kyle. Not a good name. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Hot. I've had had bad Kyles. So (laughs) Um, picked up on my casual flirting and took the bait, asking me if I wanted to come over to his place after our shift. Since I was a host and he was a server, I was cut first. I ran home and showered, redid my makeup. Mm -hmm. I made sure to wear my new sexy black lace thong. I bought myself after moving out of my mom's house. (laughs) Amazing. Finally, a few hours later, he texted me the address. It was 45 minutes away, Oof. which was annoying. But I reminded myself that it was because I lived on campus and not just his fault. I pulled 45 in- minutes. Ugh, it's always 45 mm, it's always, minutes. Always. <laughs> I pull into his neighborhood and realize it's really nice. Like the city he lives in has some of the highest property values in my state. And the houses were all pretty big and completely finished. Completely finished. (laughs) That's good. That's good. I was surprised considering he was only a server, but hey, who am I to judge? No, it's your parents' house. I was going to to fuck my coworker in his hopefully big, rich bed. Oh, honey. (laughs) I text him saying I was there. Does he have satin sheets? And he Mm. comes out to meet me. He had a dog behind him and I love dogs. So I got kind of excited again, though. I was surprised because he had never mentioned having a dog. Kyle said, sorry, he just needed to be let out real quick. Then we can go get some food. I was confused. He wanted to eat since we never discussed this beforehand. So I said, thanks, but I wasn't expecting to eat. Kyle said, no worries. We can just run to McDonald's real quick. Okay, fine by me, even if it's cutting into our time to chill. But I just reminded myself that he had just gotten out of work. Be patient. We get into his car, which was also nice. Drove to the local McDick's. Once back at Kyle's, he ate while I sat across from him at the table. Okay, so far, conversation has been mostly about work and the type of people we dealt with that evening. Once he finished his food, he opened a bottle of red wine for us. Okay. And as he poured it, he was telling me about the winemakers <gasps> and how to properly taste wine and yada yada. Yo, did you go after the sommelier? I'm like, buddy, you just ate McDonald's with that guy. 
you ain't that fancy. Oh my god. He's like, it pairs nicely with a quarter pounder of cheese. Okay. <laughs> the meatiness of the cab <laughs> coincides <Pairs> well. <laughs> Regardless, we're drinking the wine and watching a show on Netflix, cuddling a little. We opened a second bottle and Kyle asked if I wanted to smoke some weed with him while we let the dog out. I'm not going to lie. This sounds like my Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the Kyle from my past. I'm like, is, where are you from? <laughs> I said, sure, but did note I was beginning to get a little buzzed. So, you know, yeah. 18, I've been there. We yep. don't know how to mix or whatever. No. Like, Oh, absolutely not. For me, I'm 39 and I still like, I, I, don't. Choose, I choose one or the other. Yes. Yeah. Am I going to have an edible and that kind of evening or am I going to have wine and that kind of evening? Yep. But both is Agree. not an option. No. no. Twisted. Twisty, twisty town. Yeah. 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 So we smoked weed out back and looked at the stars and made small talk. I was pretty uninterested, though I was surprised at how high I was feeling. And it was really mixing the with the wine my small body had consumed. I figured it was time to try to sober up a little as I didn't want to get too sloppy. I asked to go back inside, making something up about being cold. Now, the back deck has a sliding door that led to a Four Seasons porch. Mm. And then there was a second sliding door going back into the house. I was pretty disoriented from being so cross-faded. And <laughs> I forgot about the second slider door being closed. <gasps> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I confidently walked up the steps so as not to look as fucked up as I felt. And I walked smack into the glass oh, doors. Bunny, bunny. <laughs> bunny, bunny. I was shocked because I hadn't even seen the door. It was so clean. Oh, honey. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And Kyle just laughed at me. He didn't even ask if I was OK. Oh, I just ignored my embarrassment and fast walked to the bathroom. My forehead and nose were red, but I was otherwise OK. <laughs> Went back out to the living room. We watched a little bit more TV while Kyle finished the second bottle of wine. Damn. We began making out on the couch, and I realized very quickly, I don't like the way he kissed. Oh. oh. Ruined. Mm-hmm. I tried to intentionally slow him down, but his tongue was hard. <laughs> his mouth barely opened. <laughs> He wasn't picking up on my cues. Oh, he's just jabbing her with his tongue. With his hard tongue. <laughs> and here's a lesson. Okay, and this is one we all learn when we're 18. So she decides she he wasn't picking up on her cues. I suggested we go to the bedroom. Now, we all learn mm-hmm. that a bad kisser it's not, gonna not picking up no. on your cues is going to do even worse when he's getting yep. a full access pass. So shut right. it, shut well, it down and peace out. But yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about like chemistry. It's like you have it or you don't. Physical it, chemistry, that's right. mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And like, if you don't have it, or in- there there have been times where someone's like, where it wasn't quite working, but they were skilled enough to pick up. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, and they change. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, I have had experience where check, people check, it might not have been a good physical match at first, but then they. They adjust, mm-hmm. or I adjust, and then it works. But I don't think Kyle's going to be that. No, no, no. I'm going to go out on a limb <laughs> yeah. and say he awkwardly picked me up and tried carrying me to the bedroom. Oh, oh, oh try look, let me tell you, those that, is, that is only a move you do if you know you can pull it off. Because I swear to God, that would kill the mood so fucking so fast. fast if you try to pick me up. And you can't carry me, <laughs> okay? That bum, doesn't bum, feel bum, good bum. for yeah. me. 
He wasn't strong enough to get me up the stairs. I wasn't big, but he was tall and skinny, so he dropped me down hard on my feet. No. no. I follow him upstairs and into the master bedroom. Huge with an no. attached bathroom and a king size bed. This is bed. mommy and daddy's no, room. I, why? Don't do why it. Why do people want to fuck on their parents' bed? No. Like I, I Edible. why? <laughs> I jump on it and we both proceed to undress. Once I'm down to my thong, he stops me and pulls me in for another bad kiss, uh-huh. whispering, "Those are really cute undies." Oh, I gagged <laughs> inside at the way he called my thong undies. undies. As if I were a little girl, fucking weirdo. (laughs) Despite all the warning signs, we did the deed. Afterwards, I went to the bathroom. By the time I got back, he was passed out asleep. I crawled into bed, slept as far away from him as possible, set an alarm for early morning so I could wake up before him. I quickly get dressed, slip out to my car, shooting him a text saying, left to go, study, see you at work. Later that day, I called a different coworker who I was close with to gossip about Kyle with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I told him about... High the- restaurant industry. Exactly. I told him about the weird night, and he gave me some surprising information that I did not know about Kyle. Dish, bitch. We're listening. First, he was not 24. He was 30, which isn't to say he was old, just a little older than mm-hmm. I was expecting of someone I was casually hooking up with. Second... Kyle still lives at home with his parents. Yeah. Yeah. Third, that was his parents' car. Yeah. Fourth, that was not his house, but the home of his childhood best friend's parents. What? what? Why? He's house-sitting? He was dog-sitting for oh, them while they were out of town for a no. week. I don't even know if they know we had slept, let alone fucked in their no. king-size bed. Oh. Gross. So yeah, sorry it was so long, but that's is my story of the time I ran into a door and learned the audacity of an immature man child. Oh wow. I don't like it. I really don't like that. Oh that I'm made just, me itchy. I'm weird. Okay, about my sheets. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'm not weird. Maybe this is common. I'm like, I am okay with with my sheets being my sheets and my skin cells, and uh-huh. my detritus mm-hmm. being in my bed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Your I body wash my sheets. Yeah. But the idea of somebody else Mm-mm. sleeping or doing things in my bed creeps me out. Yeah, it, no. It really skeeves me. Yeah. I, I don't mind I, I don't honest. mind people I don't how- sleeping in my bed. Like I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. If one oh, of I you do. if one of you were sleeping in my bed, it, I don't have an issue with that. Well, I change the sheets. But other so. people same. But other people fucking nah. in your bed no. on your sheets. I want a whole house cleaner after that. <laughs> I don't like, like I want it. my whole house. And it's nothing to say. Like even you guys, like you guys could sleep in the bed, but I really would I would yeah, change, change the sheets. sheets. It's nothing against you. No. It's just like I, I don't know. I've seen way too many novas about like microscopic creatures and shit like that. That I'm like, I don't, I don't want your microscopic <laughs> creatures touching my microscopic no, creatures. No tardigrade. Listen, infest- <laughs> you know? well, okay. To I, that point, I, a, yeah. I also don't want to lay on your bed, right? Because, because I also my tardigrade. That's that's well, that is true. Okay, yeah. so yes, I think I we mean, all on have top of the on top of a duvet. Yes, sure, that's different. But I'm not. I don't want to get under your blankies, right? Because I don't know when you changed the sheets last and and like so i wouldn't want to get under your blankets in your bed christina because i'm like what if you and erica just had sex that morning you know i'm like i don't i don't want that but you know i will say i don't mind 
I don't even know that I would, if we were just sleeping or if you were just sleeping in my bed, I don't know that I would feel like I needed to change the sheets because like I've slept in bed next to you, Cassie. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm like, eh, that doesn't bother me so much. No. But any but kind also, of. We, that was at a hotel. Right. Brand new freshy mm-hmm. sheets. You yes. know what you're getting it yourself into. That's right. different. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's true. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. just yeah. popping into my bed, which. Also, yes. apparently, the yeah. other thing regarding sheets, apparently top sheets are canceled. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do top sheets. I love, love a top sheet. A Same. top sheet. Same. I fucking love. Because a sometimes nice... a blanket is too much. Exactly. Hmm. But a top sheet. But you got to cover yourself See, from the ghosts. The <laughs> you have to protect, protect yourself, yourself from and the, the demons. Top sheet mm-hmm. is what protects you from the demons. That's I right. I see. Yeah. Um, Science. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is is a, uh, a a Gen Z thing. They don't. Yeah. It's a millennial thing. And they millennials, because yeah. Gen Z aren't buying their own sheets. Millennials <laughs> canceled the top sheet. Okay, I'll, I'll claim it. That is we amazing. canceled the top sheet. So and Chris has, just sleep with the duvet. Yes. Yeah. To be <gasps> fair, Chris has been wanting to cancel the top sheet since we met. Eric, Eric too. He hates, he it. hates top sheet. I just sheet. feel yeah. like take your extra fabric over there. Yeah. Oh my god, that's what Chris calls it. Extra, extra fabric. fabric. Yes, yes. I know. Well, but here's the deal. I like a top sheet. At a hotel. Yeah. Because then it's like, it's like a treat. It's like an extra treat. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. ooh, a a fun fun treat. But like, I don't want, to me, it's excessive at home where I'm like, every time I make the bed, I have to fuck with this top sheet. Like I, it's too much. It's too much. Uh, I'm lazy. I don't need it. It's unnecessary. Hmm. So I I don't fuck with the top sheet at home. But when I'm at a hotel, the top sheet is a total different vibe from the duvet. Yeah. It's just like, I just, I'm like blown away by people like that don't fuck with top sheets. And it protects my duvet because mm-hmm. I don't think that a duvet gets washed on a weekly basis. No, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I feel, a, I have a cover. On I do yes. too, but I mean, <laughs> I got animals. <laughs> same, same. And I, and I do, but to me, a duvet is a every two weeks, not every week. Mm. Right. Yeah. But now top that sheets. I did no top sheet this week, I'm like, I have to, like, it grosses me out to not have that clean. It touches you my fuck, body. You fuck with a white duvet too. You yeah. are playing with fire I hate girl yeah and all, all white sheets bedding Oof. yeah Damn. i don't know who i think i am no i, I literally <laughs> can't fancy I, I don't know who you think you are either because I'm, I'm like i really can't i cannot do white bedding Mm-mm. i can't do it i can't do white anything i'm gonna spill something on it i'm gonna have like a surprise period oh yeah Ugh. surprise periods aren't fun no i yeah <laughs> anyway well, you sleep naked too so that's I also do danger. i'm going danger to will robinson see that's where white sheet comes in play because you can see what's been around you mm. if especially if you're sleeping naked i don't fuck around with sleeping naked what if something crawls up my hoochie <laughs> i don't like it it scares me that that's is, not gonna that happen but it freaks me out keegan told me that here's what's gonna happen the big one is going to hit California. Yes. Because it's inevitable. And I'm going to be, I'm going to have that top sheet wrapped around me. Yes. That's right. Outside. Yes. <laughs> yes. Top sheet's going back on today. Bare, <laughs> bare mins, Christina. You got to keep like some shoes next to the bed. Mm-hmm. All right. Like if you at least. Always. You got to be wrapped up in that sheet and have a pair of slippers on. <laughs> bare mins. Okay. <laughs> like outside. Oh my God. Wow. <sighs> <sighs> Okie dokie. <laughs> Well, um, this is a listener story that was written in. I wanted to save it for last um, because it's kind of heavy subject matter. So I am going to, off the top, give a huge trigger warning for for sexual assault in this story. Um, But I felt like it was an important one for us to tell. I know we've told similar stories 
on the podcast before. And um, while oftentimes this podcast, of course, we want it to be a fun place for you guys. We want it to be a safe space for you guys. We want it to be a place where we can gather and laugh and have a good time and joke. And Superficial junk food. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and commiserate about the more humorous things or things we can look back on in our dating lives and laugh at them. Uh, the reality is that sometimes dating is scary. Yeah. And sometimes the things that people go through on dates can be very scary. And we don't ever want to lose sight of that either. Right. So um, with all of that being said, I'm going to go ahead and tell this story. If you're very sensitive to the subject matter, I would suggest skipping over this one uh, or just proceeding with caution. Yeah. I think that in our show notes, we could put where the time is for the the story ending and us going into. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So then yeah, you can do that. just check in the notes, pause here and check our, our show notes to find out where the story ends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I considered this story a shame receipt for a long time. However, I know now that this isn't my shame receipt and I did nothing wrong and this series of events is not my fault. At the time of this story, I was 22. I had just started grad school and was looking to date. On one of the apps uh, I was using at the time was OkCupid. I know. I swear I didn't know how bad it was at the time. (laughs) I end up meeting this dude named Danny. He seemed really sweet, nice, liked all the same things I did, and he seemed into me. We ended up texting a lot, and I don't remember noticing any red flags right away, but I got the vibe that he was clingy. Not really a bad thing right away because I get that way when I like someone. Um, Also, the first meeting jitters are a thing. Mm -hmm. So we plan a date to meet at a local restaurant for dinner. Somewhere along the planning, he asks to pick me up. I decline because I don't want to be without my car, and he flips out. Mm. Red flag number one. He demands to pick me up or he won't go out with me. That's fucked up. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. If if a man does that to you, know that that's strange yeah. Yeah. behavior and that he should respect the the fact that like you feel boundaries. Yeah. That you feel like there need to be some boundaries that's there. Right. You know, like <clears throat> it's. Yeah. I feel like we... As but it's easy for us to blame ourselves. And I know where she's going with this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she may be caved into this. And it's so easy for women, I think, especially to be like, well, it was my fault. 100%. Because I did. I went through with that. Uh, and blah, blah, blah. A hundred percent. That's why I say it. I, I just want to say that it is weird behavior. If you feel like your intuition is telling you it's weird behavior. I feel like oftentimes we like to talk ourselves out of thinking that that's as odd as it is. But it is odd. And you can trust yourself if you feel Oh, like that. absolutely. If you yeah. think something's odd, it, you don't even have to justify it. You can be like, mm, no nope. vibes off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we've all been in, I've definitely yeah. been in situation yeah. on dates where I've been talked into stuff that I'm not comfortable with, like yep. all the time. He essentially throws a tantrum. And at this point, I should have just bailed. But against all judgment, I agree because I like him and he just means well, right? The day of the date comes and I feel uneasy. Something about meeting up just isn't feeling right to me, but I ignore it and go on the date anyway. However, I preface the date by saying I don't feel well and might need to leave early. He says no problem and I get into the car. At the time, I was living in a college city and the downtown area had a large Mexican slash Spanish speaking population. We're at a stoplight. You can hear some music playing and some people speaking Spanish. He looks at me and says, ugh, I fucking hate 
insert Mexican racial slur here. God. Red flag number two. I look at him with wide eyes and he says, oh, did I not mention I'm really racist? Oh, my God. Or something like that. And he started going off about God only knows what. I knew immediately that this date was not going as planned and I didn't know how I was going to get out of there. I was in a stranger's car with no way out. We get to the restaurant and he sits across from me and turns into the perfect gentleman, laying on compliments, telling me I'm beautiful, saying he's so happy to meet me in person. I'm nodding and smiling and praying for this date to be over. I order a side salad, literally, because I want to get the fuck out of there. I don't remember the whole date, but I do remember telling me he wrote songs about me and took out a piece of paper with the lyrics. He asked if I wanted to hear him sing them, and I must have squeaked out some bullshit excuse because he decided not to put on a, t- a table-side performance. Oh, Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. After so far, uh, the only good thing that's happened. Jesus, it? right? After about 30 minutes, we finish eating. The service was the fastest I have ever had. They must have known what was going down and tried to get me out of there fast. P.S. Bless all you service industry <laughs> for doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I tell Danny that I need to go home because I don't feel well. I offer to pay for my salad. He declines and pays for both of us. We walk back to the car, and as we're in the elevator up to the parking garage, he leans in to kiss me. I say I'm not feeling well, and I don't want to possibly get him sick, but he kisses me anyway. How many red flags are we at? 5,000? He drove... That's her saying that, by the way. It's not me being... Um, We drive home in silence, and we reach my apartment. He pulls into the parking lot and turns off the car. I tell him I want to go in alone and go to bed. He begs me to let him walk me to the door. I say no. I can tell he doesn't like this because his tone changes and he gets an edge in his voice. I ask, he asks me again and says he just wants to see me in safely, but he isn't really asking for permission. He's telling me. I say, okay. We get out of the car. He pushes me against the car to kiss me. I'm not even moving or kissing back. I'm just standing there smashed against his car waiting for it to be over. We get to my door and I go to awkwardly hug him goodbye and he says, well, I have to see your place now, don't I? Oh, my. Oh my and just goodness. stares at me. <sighs> Why I didn't say no or yell or do anything, I'm not sure. Maybe I was scared. Maybe I thought he really wasn't so bad and I was being an alarmist, but I let him in my apartment. Pause. I know it's hard not to go back and think like about all of the things that you could have done differently. Like I, I know that, but you really shouldn't ever put that on yourself in, in any way, because so many people specifically, so many women have been in that situation before. And when somebody is giving like your fight or flight response will kick off or freeze and you Mm -hmm. don't, and you don't know what to do because you don't want to escalate the situation, you know, and I think a lot of times it feels like just go along to get along. Yeah. I wonder sometimes what this guy, like if it comes up into his head, if he knows he's a fucking disgusting. I think that too sometimes. Like if he has to squash that down or you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. No, they justify that. Well, no. I don't I just I truly can't believe that's that. why promising young woman was such a fucking good movie yep mm-hmm. was yeah just but I'm a good guy but I'm mm-hmm. a good I'm a nice guy mm-hmm. I complimented mm-hmm. her I paid for I paid her for, dinner I paid mm-hmm. for her salad yeah 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 exactly 
but there is also a part of me that like it's predatory. Everything about the way he set this date up is predatory behavior. Yep. So it does make me wonder if he planned. What was your time. plan? Yeah. Like for you to throw a fit about needing to drive somebody so that you know that for sure you'll be able to be at her place later, like things like that, you know. Um, I showed him the living space and pointed half-assed to my room. He asked if we could go in there. I said no. Let's just stay in the living room. He took my hand and dragged me to the bedroom. I'll say right now, trigger warning. I won't go into every detail, but he pushed me in the bed and began kissing me. I didn't mind it at first, but he got very into it very quickly. His hands were all over me, trying to pull my clothes off. I told him it was not okay. I was not okay with him taking my clothes off. He begged to do it anyway. I said, okay. I said I didn't want to have sex as I had never had it before. And I would want it to be with somebody I was intimate with or I was dating. I didn't really want to do the one night stand thing at the time. He told me, well, I want you to be my girlfriend. So this is fine. At this point said, okay, we can do other stuff, but no sex. I didn't really want to, but I knew there was no way he was going to stop and felt that it was better to just get it over with than fight him. By the way, this is not consent. Nope. I'm going to just no, it is not. Nope. say that. He asks if he can get naked. I say, okay. He wants to finger me. I say, okay. All of a sudden, I feel something that is not his finger inside me. He tells me, oh, I slipped, but we should just do it anyway since I'm here and you're going to be my girlfriend, right? I didn't say anything. He didn't have a condom. I convinced myself that I wanted this, that sex isn't a big deal, that it, do- it really doesn't matter. I didn't say no. I wasn't enjoying it. Isn't this what sex is? He finished. He left. I pretended it didn't happen. Over the next few days, he text bombed me. At this point, I get the timeline of events a little confused, but he tells me he loves me. He never loved me. He never said he wanted to be my boyfriend exclusively. It was just sex. Why are you upset? Saying he's upset and might hurt himself. Calling me names slash saying I'm crazy. Telling me he went to the hospital because he had a heart attack and pretending that his friend had his phone. There is honestly probably more gaslighting and downright insane behavior that I am forgetting, but the gist is there. I ended up having a meltdown with two of my friends because he, quote, broke up with me and I felt heartbroken because I didn't, but I didn't even like this guy. I didn't even tell them about the quote unquote sex. I think I was worried that he would own, he would be the only one to love me or like me or find me attractive. And the whole situation just broke me down. I took a break from OkCupid and dating for a while, and it took me a long time to come to terms with the fact that I was sexually assaulted. I wanted to share this story because I think it's important for survivors to tell their story on their own terms. It isn't always the scary person in an alley or that weird guy at the bar. It can be your date, your friend, a family member. For anyone who has been in a similar place, it's not your fault. You are not to blame for what someone else has done to you. Ladies, thank you so much for this podcast and for giving me a safe place to put this. I love you three so much. And if you read this on the pod, you can use my name, Deanna. So, um, sorry, I got like emotional, but I just, I I want to thank you, Deanna, so much for, um, trusting us with your story and allowing us to share it because, um, Unfortunately, I think it's all too familiar and it's something that a lot of people can relate to and have gone through themselves. Yep. 
Um, and I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, I, I hate that I personally don't know a single uh, female who hasn't been in some form of situation like that in their life. Um, I really can't think of, of, of a person who hasn't had to, to go through that. And that, um, that is the reality of my worst date is that we are cheeky and fun when it's like weird or whatever, but that is the, the worst date. Mm -hmm. It's reality. And it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's brave to tell your story, to claim it for yourself again, and to um, to put it to put it out there, and to to realize that it's not your fault <laughs> at all, at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but my heart, my heart just breaks. I just, I, I really wish that that no one had to to go through that. You know? Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. And kudos to you, and we give you love on your healing journey. Yes, very much so. Okay, so full disclosure, we took a little bit of a break. Uh, (laughs) We needed just to take a moment, let that settle in, uh, before we jumped into the tainted love story this week, which I I also have the tainted love this week. Um, This is... An interesting one. I'm a little nervous about, you said it about murder, this one. So I'm excited. It is not a murder <laughs> story, and we've told stories that aren't murder stories before. But uh-huh. a lot of my notes kind of go in a couple different directions. So okay. uh, it, it'll be interesting conversation. It's a sure. journey. Okay, okay. Right. I'm ready. I'm so in. we can thank the YouTube algorithm for this story. <laughs> I was on. I was seriously trying to think of like what I wanted to do and yesterday I was on YouTube and this popped up in my like suggested on the side and I was like wonder what that's about it was like a seven minute video I'm like I can watch that so I did and I was like actually this is kind of interesting so okay okay Clarence King was born on January 6th 1842 same birthday as Christina twin birthday twin Capricorn energy Mm mm-hmm uh, and he was born to a wealthy businessman, uh, and his family was like old money Rhode Island wasps. Yeah. Okay. okay. So uh, Clarence's father passed away when he was six, and so his mother raised him. And from an early age, he had an interest in outdoor exploration and natural history. And eventually, he went on to attend the Sheffield Scientific School, which was affiliated with Yale. So we went to Yale. Yeah, no big deal. Went to Yale. Sounds waspy. (laughs) He studied physics and geology there, and then eventually went on to get his PhD at Harvard. So, you know. You fancy. Hitting up all of those rich guy schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during his time at these prestigious universities, he, of course, became very well connected in high American society. So one of his closest friends was Henry Adams, who's the descendant of John Adams and John Quincy Adams, and John Hay, who was Abraham Lincoln's private secretary and would go on to be the secretary of state for two presidents. So wow. these are these are the circles he's running in, right? Well, all right. <laughs> very, very well connected, very well respected, and very famous within scientific circles and in the field of geology. He was even eventually appointed the first director of the United States Geological Survey, the very first one, because he mm-hmm. was just mapping the world in his 20s and 30s he spent his time exploring the world and mapping out most of the western united states wow he wrote a lot of maps yeah that's rad yeah very cool very cool i'm the map 
I'm the map. I'm the map. I'm the map. In about 1887 or 1888, the story goes that he was just walking around the streets of New York City when he saw this woman and it was like love at first sight, kind of like um, lightning felt immediately drawn to this woman. And he had been this very eligible bachelor for a very long time in in New York. But he decided that he was going to speak to this woman, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there was an issue. Uh-huh. And that was that this woman was a black woman. So Ada Copeland was born sometime in December of 1860. And she was an enslaved person in Georgia just months before the state would go on to secede to the Union. So there isn't a lot known about her childhood, but historians tend to assume that it was pretty tumultuous yeah. <laughs> yeah. given the situation at that time. It was very unstable yeah. uh, where, where she was. So as a young woman in the mid-1880s, she moved to New York and found work as a nursemaid. So when Clarence approached her on the street that day, he did not go up to her and say, hi, I'm Clarence King, famous hey, geologist, <laughs> right? <laughs> Can I show you Let some? me get them digits. Yeah, Let me get them numbers. Can, can I get your number? Um, <laughs> instead, he introduced himself as James Todd and basically told Ada, like, listen, I know I look white. Okay. <laughs> I, I have blonde hair and blue eyes, but actually... I am a light-skinned black man from the West Indies, and I work as a Pullman porter and a steel worker. Okay? Uh, okay. So he comes I, in. I'm going to say it's not a good way to start a relationship with it's a love fake best. name and background. It's not the best. <laughs> and I can only speculate that... I've seen pictures of this man, okay? So I can only speculate that it may have taken some convincing... Uh, for Ada to believe him. But all in all, you know, I listened to uh, an NPR interview with this woman who had written a book about this. I'll talk about that a little bit later. But she actually feels like it probably wasn't that much of a stretch. Um, all after all, you know, all Pullman porters were black. So uh-huh. if this if this man is saying like, he's a, a Pullman porter, he must be black. And after slavery ended, Many southern states had come up with the one drop rule, which basically said yes, one drop and and Ugh. and like laws basically that said that if one of your eight great grandparents is black, that you are black. So yeah. this led to a lot of white passing. But in general, black people, <laughs> black people identifying um, as as white in society made the designations very, very fluid, right? Like racial right. designations were very fu- fluid. While passing for white was very common, it was far less likely that a person of high society, a white man, would pass himself off as a black man, right? right? right. So probably for Ada, she was like, I'm not going to question this too sure. much. It's unusual. Why would you do that? Like, why? <laughs> right. Black why you won the lottery. Why would you be like, I'm giving it, it away? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because black people did it in order to attain legal rights and sure. privileges and social right. privileges, you know? So like, why would you do it the other way around? So the two hit it off uh-huh. and they dated for some time. And then they married in a friend's home in September of 1888. Oh, damn. And Clarence moved into Ada's house on the other side of the Brooklyn Bridge. Still going by James at this point? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. my God. Yes. It's like, off to work, honey. To Bye. To pull things. And then 
Do th- oh, wow. Yes. No, exactly. Exactly. So mm. as if their marriage wasn't interesting enough, he never told his wife his true identity. Oh, he, my God. He continued living by day as Clarence King, this established geologist and member of white social elite in Manhattan. And in the evening, he would change into his Pullman Porter jacket, ride the bus home to Brooklyn. Stop. <laughs> and meet his wife with whom he ended up having five children. Holy. Wow. Okay. Wow. So when he was at home with her, um, to her and her fam- to her and his family and everybody in this black neighborhood, he was known as a black man named James Todd. Oh, my mind is blown. Right yeah, now. my mind is blown too because I'm like, oh, well, eventually he's gonna come yeah. clean or whatever. To his wife, to his who he clearly loves and yeah. have five children with. But isn't that like? not a little bit of like control or a little bit of mm. it's not the best i have a lot of mixed feelings about this story because isn't that a way of him thinking she's you know what i mean like i i don't know because this story is going on that Yeah. yeah this story is often framed as he passed as black in order to marry the love of his life and i would be more on board with that if he if they were both in on it Right. You know, yes. together. That's yes. right. It, it feels weird to keep this secret. I, I don't know why you would do it. I could see why maybe you lied at first, but at some point, it yeah. seems like you would. Yeah. Give give up the ghost. Right. Yeah. 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 It's 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 odd. So author um, Martha Sandweiss, who wrote a book titled Passing Strange about the relationship between Ada and Clarence and the history of the color line in America. She doesn't believe that Ada ever knew that her husband was black. Quote, marriage to a white man would have been very difficult. She would have been ostracized by other black people as well as white people she knew. Conversely, given the assumptions and prejudices of the age, marriage to a light-skinned African-American would have seemed to her a step up in the world because Mm -hmm. of colorism at the time. Sure. So it was, it would have been better for her to be married to a light-skinned black man than to a white man mm-hmm. at, at this time. Um, she also didn't seem to be concerned about concealing the relationship, which she may sure. have done. She probably would not have let people in so much into her private life if she thought she was married to a white man. And right. maybe he started out, like, and maybe he started out with this idea that this, I am going to tell her, and then it just got in too deep where he was like, this could ruin everything. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like maybe he just thought, like, he mm-hmm. wanted to bring her in on it at some point and was just like, I can't, I don't want to risk losing. But I, like, I have to I assume know. that like his job they had like dinners or balls or right? I, I don't right. know and whatever he didn't bring so her around he didn't, yeah mm-hmm. they just think he's just a bachelor, bachelor. right mm-hmm. so, so weird. in 1900 we know from a newspaper account that ada gave a party in their home in brooklyn and it was covered by the black press the black press showed up um and sandwise says i simply don't believe that if she thought herself married to a white man, she would have allowed that kind of scrutiny into her private life. Right. Ironically, this party was a masquerade. And she says, if her husband was there, he was absolutely wearing a mask. Wow. (laughs) So beyond this just being an interesting um, and unusual love story, I think the real conversation to be had is about the fluidity of race. Of the couple's five children, four of them lived to adulthood, two girls and two boys. The two girls grew up, moved into New York City, and passed themselves off as white women, marrying white men, each of the sisters swearing 
um, for each other on their marriage forms that the other was white. One of the daughters so feared giving birth to dark-skinned children that she adopted two white children rather than giving birth to her own kids. Oh, man. A few years later, the two boys registered for the draft for World War I, and both were assigned to all-black Jim Crow regiments. A few years later after that, they returned home, the boys returned home, moved in with their mother, and they designated themselves as, quote, mulatto on census forms. So it's... It's very, very fluid. And I found it really interesting when looking into this story that the census forms when um, went from allowing people of African descent to categorize themselves as black mulatto, quadroon, or octoroon in 1890, and then in 1830 only allowing, or in 1930, only allowing the designations of black or white with no possibility of mixed race. And this went on till the year 2000. Wow. So mm-hmm. from 1930 to 2000, and I remember this. Because I had to fill things out. Yeah. And there was... fill out both bubbles. Yes. Or Um, other. And and sometimes they wouldn't allow you to fill out both bubbles. Yeah. So to this day, I mean, now when I just did the census, they they do allow you to check multiple boxes now. But they didn't allow you to do that. And to this day, like when I filled out my vaccine information, I filled out other. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so... Clarence and Ada remained married until 1901 when Clarence developed tuberculosis. Thinking warmer weather may cure him, he kissed Ada goodbye and set off for Arizona, where, unfortunately, he succumbed to his illness. On his deathbed, he penned a letter to Ada coming clean about his true identity. Oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when she opened that up. Imagine. Mm -hmm. And he got money, too, Mm. so... Well, um, Kings Peak, Utah, Mount Clarence King and Clarence King Lake in Sha- uh, Shastina, California, are named in his honor, as is King Peak in Antarctica. The U.S. Geological Survey Headquarters Library in Western Virginia is also known as the Clarence King Library. Yale would also carve his name in stone over an entryway at Branford Court, and a sculptor cast his image in bronze for the door of the U.S. Capitol. Wow. wow. I know. Can you imagine like this no. is your husband and you had no idea? He kept this secret for 13 years. Wow. Um, after he died, Copeland, uh, Ada, who would later change her name to Copeland King, yeah. embarked on a 30-year battle to gain control oh. of the trust fund he had promised her. Get it, girl. Uh-huh. Yes. Because in that letter, he he told her basically like, I have... I have money for you, and yeah. like, this person is going to give it to you. Uh, her representatives included notable lawyers Everett J. Waring, the first black lawyer to argue a case before the Supreme Court, yes. and J. Douglas Wetmore, who contested segregation laws in Jacksonville, Florida. For years, um, Ada King received checks in the mail from a mysterious benefactor. She assumed that they came from John Gardner, who... Clarence had mentioned in his final letter um, would be taking care of her. But she never found out what happened to the $80,000 that had been promised to her. In 1933, nearing the age of 70, she went to court to gain control of the money. She had received checks every year for 30 years, and only at trial did the name of the secret benefactor come to light. It was John Hay, uh, who had been the Dude, personal secretary goosebumps. to this Abraham Lincoln. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then when he died, his widow continued to send her checks. And then his daughter, Helen Hay, 
uh, Whitney continued to send her checks. Wow. Yes. So John Hay and John Gardner were apparently the only two people in Clarence's life who knew about <gasps> his double life. Do you know, my oh. Nana's maiden name is Hay. Ooh. And now I'm like, Ooh. I'm going to do some family tree <laughs> That's digging. That's right. I'm, I'm yes. like, Ooh. Find out if you're related to John Hay. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah. The case made tabloid headlines. Some of the headlines read, Colored woman sues as widow of society man. Get ready to be mad. Already. Mammy bears life as wife oh, of scientist. No. no. Old negress suing estate reveals love. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm just like so over like anybody hating anybody. It's I so know. stupid to me because it's like it the LGBTQ plus community. It's like that has been around forever. And just like people are people and yeah, get over it yourself. Makes dude. me. I, I just don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Why yeah, we're still having these conversations? I know. I don't get it. It's 2021. A why? Who has the energy? Why? Like honestly, I think that every time I'm just like, I don't have the time, the energy to expend on hating someone for no reason. There's many reasons yes. to hate people that you are can legitimate. Hate people for lots of things. The color mm-hmm. of their skin is just so. It's irrelevant. Weird. Yes. It's, it's so irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't make them different at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, eventually, in 1933, the court determined that um, Clarence King had died penniless. Now, there were bouts throughout his life where he um, was borrowing money from like John Hay uh, and his other friends because he was getting himself into debts. So it's unclear whether or not like he didn't have any money or because he said in the letter to her that he did. He had $80,000 that he was going to give to her. Mm-hmm. Um or if the courts just didn't want to give her money. Wow. You know, it's it's difficult to say. Um, so there was no money forthcoming to her regardless. She lost her case and the checks stopped. Wow. Still, she lived comfortably enough in the home that John Hayes' generosity allowed uh, her to buy in Queens, New York, for another 30 years. On August 28, 1964, she watched on television as Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. delivered his famous I Have a Dream speech on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. She died that same year at the age of 103 and was one of the last of the former American slaves. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Dude, my whole body has chills right now. That is a wild (laughs) story. I cannot... Yeah, when you think of like, um, I don't want to say f- famous, but notable yeah. uh, interracial couples, mm-hmm. like the one that comes to mind is the loving, loving. of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but this was the eighteen hundred, yeah. right? Like this was the eighteen eighties and, and consensual, which is mm-hmm. really nice because a yes. lot of the interracial couplings from around that time were not consensual. Right. Um, there was an article in the New York Times I was reading just uh, yesterday. Was it New York Times or Washington Post? Anyways, it was two women whose like great, great, great grandmother. They both shared mm-hmm. the same one in mm-hmm. Fairfax County, Virginia, mm-hmm. and mixed race. Yeah. So they both had different reactions to trying to a like find out information or find records yeah. or any information about this kind of thing and B they both had different 
like one one of them came from it was like they must have really loved each other because they had <laughs> kids together and the other one was like fuck you she was enslaved there ain't nothing you know like, no consensual love. about it like, one of these days of we'll do we'll do sally hemmings i think oh. that that's an important story Ooh. that needs to be told because yep. that is how it's framed there's an entire movie yeah mm-hmm. um which uh who i don't remember who was in that i thought it was Ten- Julia Roberts. Tendiwe Newton. Oh, who my God. her name. Tendiwe. Um, Which is awesome. Took her name back. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was her, actually. But there was a whole movie in which Sam Neill plays... Um, Thomas Jefferson and it is framed as this like love story and you can you can watch videos of descendants of Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings talk about it and they of course don't see it that way but they are also trying to stake their claim as descendants yes. of Thomas Jefferson and they're going to um, they're they're trying to go to these family reunions and things like that and they're like we get ostracized from like the white side of the family you know but it's like well this is the truth of yeah, the situation. That is the American. That's right. That that is yep. part of our history. That that is. I mean, you've talked about it when you've done your your twenty three and Me. Mm-hmm. How much European ancestry is yeah, in your I'm, background? I'm, fi- I'm interested according, to see yes, what mine is. Yes, you, know? you should definitely do it. According to um my twenty three and Me, and I want to do ancestry as well. But according to my twenty three and Me, I'm fifty eight percent European, and the rest of it is African. It's split just European and African. Right. Um, And I'm not really that surprised. I mean, uh, that it's more European than it is African because there, most African Americans have some European in there. Like most do because of these, these situations um, because of all of the rape that happened um, Mm -hmm. within enslaved communities. So, that's just the way it is. I I am really like sitting on that story. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, he lied to her. He the lied whole to time. her. He lied to her, and he maybe really loved her. Like that's yeah. the thing is, it's complicated. It is complicated. And without having personal accounts of their life together, it's yeah. really difficult to say because you know you said like it was consensual, and like yes, the marriage was consensual, but. Mm. Yeah. What happens when you don't really when someone's Is it lying really to you? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, she 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 didn't know his real name. Not consent to marrying a white man named Clarence. She consented to marry a black marry man a named black James. Man. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. So exactly. it's like it's and it, and it's hard because I I'm sure there was love there. Yeah, I'm sure there was love there. But at the same time, like you can't you can't just lie. You can't love a lie. Yeah, yeah. love a lie. Yeah, mm, I mean, mm, and mm. there's there's weird stuff there that I didn't want to get into e- either about like he kept a lot of journals about his time in like traveling in like South America and how he, it, he it, he's such a complicated figure because mm-hmm. he spoke a lot openly as Clarence King about how he believed that America needed to mix race and like that that was going to be America's saving grace and all those things Mm -hmm. and things that other people would not have been speaking openly about Mm. in those circles as a white person. But then also in his own journals, I feel like maybe there was a a little bit of fetishization of Mm. brown women as well. So it's 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 very complicated yeah you know oh it's confusing gosh. you know but yeah. it is it was like the opposite of the message that was popular in that time which was very much eugenics mm-hmm. like yeah. 
and you stick to your own. And yes. like we have this one drop rule in order to keep like yes. white pr- families as Pure pristine as possible, as possible and things like that. So yeah, it's it's a very interesting story. And I was only able to find one photo of um, Ada Copeland. I'll send it to you, Cassie. Oh, okay, great. But it's her in her older age with one of her sons at a at a party. I didn't find anything of any pictures of her when she was younger or anything or like together. that. Or well, them of course together. We wouldn't have any pictures, I guess, of them together. With yeah, them. I am like fascinated to by her her longevity and i i personally i wish that i had the opportunity to talk to more people who have been alive that long yeah because mm-hmm. i just think you've seen some shit you've seen some shit yeah dude yeah. i i love i i used to love like talking to my Gigi, you know mm-hmm. who made it you know into her um almost 90 and just it's it's fascinating to hear stories from like the 30s and the 40s and everything i just i that's one of my biggest regrets is that i didn't do an oral history with my grandparents like Mm -hmm. i i had always wanted to like record them talking about their lives um and like my great grandparents as well like my grandpa my great grandpa passed away at like 90 something and my great grandmother on my dad's side passed away you know in in her late 90s as well and I really wish I had like sat them down and just like tell me everything you remember and record it all and have it in their voice and like yes. you know that because those stories are priceless. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. as as you get older. So I I can't imagine what her stories must the have been like between the eighteen forties or no, she's born in the eighteen sixties and nineteen sixties. Mm-hmm. Wow. Stop it. In Georgia. She was born in the 1860s in Georgia. My Nana was born in 1912, and she made it all the way up to the the 1990s, almost Mm -hmm. 2000. Wow. And I'm just like, I think they were still, she grew up on a horse farm. Like, they raised horses for the horses and buggies. Wow. Life pre-car. Wow. And even like computers were coming out by the time she was. And I'm like, that has to be the wildest thing. Yeah. You know what? That has to be the wildest life. I'll tell you, you should watch um, because I watched it last year at the beginning of of the COVID lockdowns. They did a um, a PBS had done an American life or American experience, whatever that is, about the uh, influenza pandemic, uh, like 1916 or 1918, whichever year that was. But it was fascinating to watch these people talk about, and they were interviewing people who had lived through that and like what that was like. People who had lost family members, like their whole families or had had it themselves. That's why I'm convinced we're going into another roaring 20s. Oh, 100. History repeats itself 100%. 100%. Yes. And I'm going ham. You better believe it. Like I'm I'm going Charleston the Fuck oh God, yeah. Can we please jitterbug all over this motherfucker? Please. Like, you know what? One thing I'm not going to do, though, flapper haircut is no, not, it's not flattering. flattering on me. Neither not I. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Ooh, no. I got, I got a big I got a big chin. So I don't need anything that's going to point to a straight line oh, to it. You know no, what I mean? No. Like, no. Yeah. I just end up looking like a Dutch boy. <laughs> like a paint can. I had that haircut, and that's what I'm so worried about. <laughs> yeah. Eric's gonna see that in a couple of weeks. My parents have that like big frame, <laughs> and no. I'm like, 
<laughs> please no. okay 100 percent. you need to send us a photo of your parents photo in your living room oh like a hundred my parents god bless them god bless my parents so there <laughs> there are so many pictures oh. up in the house that is the artwork that is in my parents house yeah. Oh, yeah. do they have like paintings nothing no. No. no do you know what they have they mm-hmm. have Framed yes. mm-hmm. marquees mm-hmm. of the shows that I was in yeah. at Shadowbox. That's cute. That's that is cute, freaking adorable. Actually. That's <laughs> that so. Cute. You know what's embarrassing that my parents have? My parents have a painting Ooh. of my brother. <laughs> huge. It's huge. When I tell you, like, I will take a picture of it. Oh, I'll yes. have my brother take a picture and send it so I can I can send it to you guys. It is. Oh, it's weird. I, I love them, but I'm like, I mean, I'm it's gonna, weird. If I ever had kids, I'd do the same fucking thing. What else are you doing if you're not <laughs> a mean, parent, like that's embarrassing true. your kids? That's true. I, you my to. parents have, um, so there was a time, <clears throat> like when I first got out of high school, like early aughts, in which everybody did glamour shots. Oh, God. <gasps> mm-hmm. Yes. And when I tell you that Speak I have... It. A pic, like a full on glamour. Sh- and my parents have these pictures framed in if their. Where is it? If I don't see your glamour Where shot that? immediately, if not sooner, immediately. my head is going to explode. I Did you have a boa? Did you have a boa? It. Of course oh. I had a ah! boa. Don't be crazy. Of course so I had a boa. So excited. Oh, did I have a leather jacket we, with a pop collar? Oh, can we do for why did our they make next us look 90 photo shoot? Can yes. we please yes. do glamour yes. shots soft yes. filter yes oh. only if cassie does my hair in the most like 80s yes. way curl my bangs up curl yeah. them down oh my Tease god them. yes oh. and it's just a real soft, soft lighting filter. very real, soft lighting a mirror a lot of blush, blush. <laughs> a lot of blush a popped leather collar if i don't wear something off the shoulder i Ooh, swear to god mm. i am so excited i want Me the too. glamour shots Wait, right now do you know what one of chris's first jobs was out of out of high school because he went to school was, for it was working he worked at yes. a glamour shots. yes i bet the stories could he you? could tell uh. the stories get him on stereo tell them stories <laughs> oh. oh my god well, what are you guys watching this week well, I mean, the only thing other <laughs> than uh, other than YouTube and uh, and Potomac, uh, I did start into the storm. The Q, yeah, Q, the Q QAnon documentary. Um, don't really want to go into it too much. I only watched the first episode. I don't. It's, really it's infuriating. A, it's a hard for a watch. lot of different reasons, and it's like we would need our own podcast. Episode yes. To yeah, it's a hard watch for me I don't personally. Really and recommend like, it. I have only watched the first episode, but I can say right now, I don't know that it's. I don't know if I'm going to finish it. I don't know if it's yeah. for me. Um, mm, mm, that's it. Yeah, Life, life's yeah, too yeah. short to watch something you don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So. I haven't been able to watch it yet because I happened to watch the trailer just as Eric was leaving to go out of town for a couple of days. And he's like, oh, my God, you have to wait to wait watch it. Me. And Got I'm it. like, Ugh. they just put it up on Netflix called Why Did You Kill Me? <gasps> what? Yes. Ooh. Watch the trailer. It is a mother okay. that like lose. It looks like she lost a daughter and she uses her other preteen daughter to stalk this gang <gasps> on MySpace to find her daughter's is killer. Is it a real? Oh, is it a documentary? Yes. Oh, I'm scared. What? I'm scared. Yeah. Guess you what? Guys? I'm watching. Why did you... you kill me? And so she makes the. She uses. Oh, okay. Just watch the trailer. I'm scared. Wait, it looks. 
it looks Keegan, like a journey when the boys are watching their sports this afternoon i'll i'll make sure i put down a nice bl- like a new sheet a new sheet a new top and sheet. we can and we can sit lay in my adjustable bed and watch why oh, did God. you kill me why did you kill me dude first Girl. of all brilliant title i'm like yeah tell what? me more i'm all ears tell me more thanks it's been a while since i've had a good yeah, true crime dog. Ready, I'm, I'm ready. So ready. Mm. So yeah. Other so than that, I haven't I haven't watched like anything this week. Yeah, I've been. yeah. I um I saw the trailer for the new um, Octavia Spencer and uh, what's her name Melissa McCarthy movie. <gasps> oh yeah, that looks yeah, cute. Yeah. They have yeah, a cute, cute friendship. Have you seen like it. the pictures of people have been posting like that they've been friends for over a decade and there's like pictures of them together. <laughs> For like the last I love it. 15 years. I'm it like, looks oh. cute. It yeah. looks super cute. And now that I've seen The Shape of Water, oh. uh, I got to be honest, Octavia Spencer is holding a whole new spot in my heart. Yay. She's a queen. I love She's her. a queen. I love her. Oh. But, but yeah, um, if you I guys watch- aren't Patreon followers, you definitely want to hear our Patreon episode on The Shape of Water. Yes. So <laughs> get on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched this week. Um, so last, last time we recorded... Um, I was able to spend that afternoon watching some Dallas, some Real Housewives of Dallas. So I watched. Oh, you know, I did this. I thought you meant Dallas, the yes. TV show. I have no clue. Never seen that show. Um, that sounded right to me. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or is that like Dynasty or I, I have no same clue. difference? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I did the Keegan method, which was uh-huh. to watch um, a few episodes and go right into the the that work did we did we unlock housewives we did it's it is a method that is fully um get right into the drama just really good it's a well executed they're gonna cover everything in the end nice so um, everything that's important because you know what there's a lot of filler when i when i get home i'm gonna do that with potomac okay do it i mean potomac gets messy like these these women are messy like real messy dallas is fucking messy oh lord i mean okay they have a girl who is a self-proclaimed carny oh Um, oh oh it oh shit is what piqued my interest you did not see me texting you guys all the mess oh messy 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 so somebody's got to take take one for the team and check out new jersey i am gonna do it i am gonna do it i think i'm gonna like it more than potomac i'm just invested in potomac if you like atlanta you'll love the new jersey mess okay good new jersey is the right kind of messy for atlanta it's it's kind of that it's the it's the oh we're wealthy but it also feels much more attainable yeah yeah i i want (laughs) i want mess from people who have other things going on oh they got you know what i mean like i i don't want all of your mess to be sent you know around the whole like Judice thing. I mean, like those two ended up going to jail. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm excited. <laughs> Did yeah. you see my eyes just light up? Okay. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's New Jersey. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. I say skip Potomac. I gotta be honest. Okay. I listen. Do you do you check out Potomac if you want? I watched the first season and I thought it was. I thought it was stupid. It, it gets just felt better dumb. after the first season That's because right they they learn a new, they like they learn what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. But I still wouldn't say it's not as good as as Atlanta. So I haven't gotten that Atlanta high off Potomac yet. It's just a good thing to have on in the background while I'm doing other things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. all but all mm-hmm. housewives are like that. I feel like they're good yeah. like filler background shows. It's very difficult for me to just sit and watch. Yes. It. Yeah. I need to be doing things. I have to be doing other things. (laughs) It's just a weird thing to have a TV show on, but it is a vibe. 
it's yeah. a vibe. Well, because you, you, you know, don't need to focus. You know yeah. when the music changes and the volume uh-huh. escalates. You're that's like, when you need to pay attention. Come back uh, in. Other than that, you can be making a drink. You can mm-hmm. be like sweeping the floor. You mm-hmm. can be cleaning the litter box. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be focused, focused on it. Which is yeah. what, which is why it's been the only thing that I've been watching lately. Because yeah. I'm like, I need something that I can have on while, while I'm working, doing other stuff, working from home and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if you have something for us to watch, uh, stories to tell, you just want to reach out and talk to us, go to our one-stop shop of a website. It's myworstatepodcast.com. We love you guys so much. So much. So much. Cheers. Cheers. This is a Glass Box Media Podcast.